Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Lee Podcast. This episode is titled Erasing Your Past to Paint Your Future. In this episode, Lee will share his life journey from the hardships to success and how he has grown in his walk with God to help him along the way. His goal is to connect with you all and share his story. Every episode, he will begin with a Bible verse to connect with the message. This week, we'll start with 2 Corinthians 4.18, which says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What's up, guys? Hey, man, shout out to Lauren for that beautiful introduction and the Bible verse, man. That was powerful. But let's jump into this, to my life, man. Let's jump into my story and, and how I grew up and how my different background, my different experiences affected my life and, and where I'm at now. I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, born in 98, stayed with my grandparents a lot growing up. My grandpa was who I wanted to be. He was a police officer and he was well respected and known. And he wasn't a bad officer. Like he was known for doing good and just helping people out. And I wanted just to to carry on his legacy. You know, he was the first police officer to ride a three-wheeler on the highway. Like I just was like, man, like he he got something of his own that he can say he got, you know. And I think that was like powerful to me. So, um, but that quickly changed though, because I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Uh, growing up, like I was just I always was goofy, you know. I'm always was laughing and and just talking, you know. Uh, first grade though, I did start off like like a, the 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 best kids you can think of. Like that's how I started off. Like I didn't cry, I didn't complain, moan. I always was doing what I was supposed to do. First grade, I got a student of the year. So that means like you you did what you were supposed to do. You barely got in trouble. You were accountable. You had good character. And like if the teacher left the classroom for, for whatever, like you she knew for a fact that, that, that you weren't doing anything. So yeah, I, my first grade year, I got student of the year. Um, but transitioning to third grade is when like I start, you know, kind of, you know, finding myself, finding different friends and stuff. You know, but I would say fourth grade was like the turning point of, all right, good Lee into, all right, Lee kind of annoying now. <laughs> you know, like he he's starting to get in trouble too much. He's starting to talk too much. He He's starting to laugh way too much. Like stuff ain't even funny. Like, why are you laughing? Like, shut up. You know what I'm saying? So, well, Lee, why are you talking? Like, just be quiet. Like, no one wants to hear your voice. You know, so... Uh, I had a friend named Uriah. Like we used to just just get in trouble for like dumb stuff, like um, just just laughing at, just just like he'd just do some weird stuff. And you know that one person that that got the contagious giggle, so he'd just do a little giggle or something, and then it's just like, all right, I'm rolling, like I'm crying in tears. Like it's just, you know, we all got that friend, you know. But yeah, that's that he. I wouldn't say he changed me, but being around him just like made me like more goofy, made me more talkative, made me more 
just more confident in a way because I was like starting to, you know, go in front of the class and talk and because I wanted that attention. Like I seen him do it like well, he was natural with it. He'd get in front of the, the classroom and just make everybody laugh. And I was just like, you know what, man, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to be that person that everybody looks to to laugh or just joy joyfulness. Somebody that just come to where like I'm having a bad day, Lee, and you could just come to me and then now nah, we we having a good day or you having a good day. So um yeah, so yeah, and I don't know if you guys ever watched the Kevin Hart documentary when he was talking about uh like he always wanted he wanted the center of attention. Like he always wanted that that attention. He always wanted to be the person that people looked at when he walked into the room. I don't know if y'all watched that documentary, but I recommend you guys to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um but yeah, man, I just I just wanted to be the center of attention. So Transition to fifth grade. Fifth grade, we lived in um, these apartments called uh, Chase Manors. Chase Manor, that's what it was called. And it had roaches. I'm talking about like to where if you if you were sleeping at night, you was like, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get a sandwich the same. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go get, get me a nice little cold water. Or, you know, y'all was that kid to, to go in. The, well, I was that kid. I'd go, in the, I'd go in the refrigerator and grab a slice of bologna late at night or, or a cold hot dog just, just, just because. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, you'd turn the light on. It'd just be, like, roaches everywhere. Like, just crawling under the scene. Like, just... It was just bad, and it was just like, man, I can't. I just didn't feel comfortable. I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm already, I'm 11, 10 at this time, but I'm just like, man, I don't want to live like this the rest of my life. Like, when one of things will get better, you know what I'm saying? So, but me and my brother, we kind of kept a kept a good head. Like, we never like complained, moan. You know, we might have thought thought of different different situations, or we might have thought like, man, I want better, but like, we wouldn't go complain to mom. We wouldn't go say, mom, I don't want to be here. Because we knew she was already going through a lot of stuff at this time. She's we, she's by herself. She's a single parent at this point. But, uh, you know, we used to go outside and play football a lot. And I remember one day I went outside by myself, and I was just throwing the football to myself, and I just laid in the grass. I was like, you know what? I'm about to just enjoy nature and just lay in the grass. You know what I'm saying? And I looked up into the sky, and I seen, cl- like, the clouds. And I'm just like, man, let me let me talk to God real quick. Like, I'm 11, 10 years old talking about, let me talk to God. Like, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, who, what 10-year-old, 11-year-old talking about? You know what I'm saying? It's going to say anything like that. So I just like, man, God, let me know if I'm going to be in the NFL right now. Because if, if I ain't going to be in the NFL right now, I'm not even going to chase this dream no more. I'm going to just find something else. I'm going to be a, a a doctor or something. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I seen a, a, a goalpost in the clouds. I was just like, man, this is this is me. Like, this is our God telling me I'm going to be in the NFL then. So, you know, I got happy. Started running around, just, you know, having a good time. Just I ain't never tell nobody for real. Like, I couldn't, because I, I was thinking, like, all right, if I tell anybody, it's not going to happen. Like, it was one of those cases where somebody tell you uh, a prediction of the future or something, you're like, man, I ain't going to tell nobody because if I don't want to jinx myself, that's what it was. I ain't want to jinx myself. So, um yeah, man, I was just so happy, but that changed in a heartbeat. Like sixth grade, I turned into this the stylist. Like I had the skinny jeans, Vans, Converse, Jays. I was jerking. New boys was popping. They had the um, you a jerk? I know. 
you a jerk, I know. And then I'm like, shoot, yeah, that's 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 the move right now. And like I said, I want to be, I wanted to be in the center of attention. So I'm like, whatever's whatever's going on, that's what I'm finna do. Like if it's if it's jerking and, and battling other teams and jerk battle, that's what I'm about to do. That's that's what's popping. So you know, my grandma did this thing where if you when you made it to sixth grade, you got a certain amount of money or you got some clothes, whatever. Whatever you wanted, she gave it to you. So she spoiled us, you know. So I made it sixth grade year. I couldn't wait till my grandma called me like, yeah. Uh, my nickname, Bubby. She was like, Bubby, man, come, I'm about to come pick you up and uh, we about to go to the store. You know, so I'm like, all right. Bad, I already know. I already didn't got everything I want in my head. I mean, what I want in my head. So I'm thinking like, all right. I gotta get this skinny jeans, I gotta get this skinny jeans, this color, this shirt, these vans, whatever, I gotta get this. So, you know, she we won, she spent the bag on me, you know what I'm saying? She she spent some little bread on me. And um, yeah, I was just, you know, the center of attention. Like I just I had everything, like what what everybody wanted I had, but it was temporary. Like once the new boy stuff flew over, I was I was just uh, uh, another kid with uh skinny jeans. Like everybody else was wearing whatever the next wave was at that time. But, um, yeah, sixth grade, why, why I bring up sixth grade so much, though, is um, this was another turning point in my life. Another obstacle in my life was uh, I stayed in trouble. Like, I just, like I said, the attention thing, I just stayed in trouble, getting kicked out of class, ISSS, lunch intention, not going to lunch intention. And on one day I got kicked out of class because I was just laughing. The teacher was like, you know what, Lee, I'm sick of it. Go in ISS. And if anybody that went to Jefferson Middle School, they put ISS is it's a room too, but they also put you to where uh I want to say this like in room suspension. That's what it was called. IRS. So I had to go to like another English class and sit in the back of the room and write a hundred sentences on why I got in trouble or why I'm, I'm sorry. But instead of doing that, I'm writing a little love letter to a little Little girl I was messing with, you know what I'm saying? I was player back then, you know, I had the little I had the little girls all on me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I was just playing, but yeah, so I write a letter to her, like, you know what, man, you know, I miss you, I'm gonna get back with you. I'm in sixth grade saying this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? And that teacher, she get on my nerves, man. Like, I'm gonna shoot her. Before y'all judge me, before y'all get into like, what Lee, you gonna shoot her? I didn't have a gun, never. I've seen guns, but I've never actually played with a gun, touched a gun ever in my life. That was a saying that we used to be like, hey, man, I'm going to shoot you. Like, you getting on my nerves, bro, I'm going to shoot you. Or, hey, man, you playing too much, I'm going to shoot you. That was just like just something we said as little kids. You know, we say stuff as a kids, we don't even know what we're saying. Like, we don't know what, what it actually means as far as, like, we're not going to go and shoot nobody. But, um, yeah, so... Me, me being me, I go hand her the note, you know, after I come back, you know, I'm I'm feeling myself like, yeah, you know, I, I just spit a little game to her. I knew she was gonna feel me. And <laughs> I just play it. But uh yeah, so she she's reading the note. Instead of like, you know how you hide a note and read it to the side of your leg. She got it on the top of her desk reading it. So then the teacher like, she come and grab it. Usually teachers throw it away, rip it up, put it in the shredder, whatever they do with it. But they never keep it. I've never seen a teacher grab a note and be like, I'm about to read the note. Um, 
she took it to her desk and I immediately started writing a new a new letter, like a new poem or something to, to get to my teacher to be like, I'm sorry. So before she could even say, yo, Lee, I need to talk to you in the hallway. I gave her the note. She's like, well, I'm going to read the note after I talk to you in the hallway. So we go to the hallway. She like, Lee, uh, you said she's going to shoot me. I'm 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 appalled. Like, I'm I'm scared for my life. And I'm just like. Man, you know I ain't like that. You know I ain't gonna never shoot with nobody. You know I don't. And she was like, I know you just a goofy kid. You like to talk, and you know you like to be a center of attention. I know you don't, but I can't put that past you, just because I know that. Like I don't know what happens. Like you, you might be mad at me one day. You know some understanding points she had, and I was just like, man, what I gotta do? What do I gotta do to change or make you believe that I won't do that? She said, Lee, all you gotta do is. Come in and once intention for a couple weeks, catch up your work. Easy money. I'm like, all right, bet. Easy. Like, so I'm like, I'm feeling like, yeah, I just got away from it. You know, I'm I'm stunned, like, yeah, yeah, I told her I was gonna shoot her. She ain't even do nothing. You know what I'm saying? But nah, I ain't I ain't, I ain't do all that. I'm I'm gassing. But I was just like, man, like, she let me go. But if anybody has been to Jefferson Middle School, that Wednesday, nacho Wednesday. With the, with the cheese, the beans, oh, they be they put so much on that thing, like it just like it just soak and it's just juicy. So I was just like, and, and, and I like my nachos a little soft. I don't like them too hard. Like I like them a little soft, not mushy, but a little soft. So like I had to let the, the cheese hit a little bit. And but basically, if you didn't go to lunch, you had lunch attention. You had got a sack lunch, so you couldn't even eat what everybody else was eating. So I was like, you know what? And then I wanted to be with my friends. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be with my buddy, so I was like, y'all, man, I ain't going to lunch attention, but I'm finna just chill here with y'all at the, at the lunch table uh, and, and eat some nachos, man. I, I ain't going, man. I was a rebel. Um, so my boys, I remember uh, T. Woods, like, man, you tripping, bro. R.P. T. Woods. He was like, man, you tripping, bro. You better go to class, man. Like, you better go to lunch attention. I was just like, man, I ain't, I ain't doing that, man. So they, you know, we laughing about it. Five minutes into my next class, I'm chilling, sitting down. I get called to the office. My heart drops. I already know what it is. I already know I did some dumb stuff. And I thought I, you know, can slide past. I thought she was going to give me another chance. Nope. So I had to sit there in the office until my mama came and got me. And my mama was just, she was furious on the phone. Like, I can hear her talking to the principal. What? What? He said, what? He going to do what? Oh, no, that ain't my son. And I was just like, mom. Man, like it's it's raps for me, man. Like it's it's when I get home, it's 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 on. But when I got back to the crib, my mom, I think she was more she was upset, but she was more on like, Lee, do you got a gun? Like, let, let me know now. Like, if you got one, if you got one, let me know. I'm just like, yo, mom, you know. She was like, I do know, but I'm just making sure. Like, you know, being a um, a black mom and just like. You don't know what to expect, so it's just like, all right, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So let me, let me make sure everything, everything good. So, you know, that happened, and you know, I was just suspended for like a week, and like I was supposed to get expelled, but they spent me for a week just to to go over it to make sure I was cool, look at my background, like, and and then we we met, I think, a week later with the principal, and he was like, you know, Lee, you know what, Lee. You ain't never been in no type of harm or fights or none of that. You just been like just getting in trouble for like laughing and talking too much. So you don't have no prior history of 
any crime or any any type of anything in that nature of what you was talking about in the note. So I was like, all right, bet we good. Like, so he was like, but you on probation. So if you ever get in trouble again, you expel. And I was just like, you know what, man, I, I'm gonna stay out of trouble. Like, I, like I ain't doing nothing else. Like I'm cool. I'm chilling. But yeah, that sixth grade was just yeah, that was a turning point. And then like I was on punishment for a grip. Like I couldn't go outside, play the game or nothing. And I was just sitting in my stepdad. I remember him talking to me. He was like, you know what, bud. Uh, I know you ain't like that, but man, you, you, you know, and like, I feel like I was going to get like a whooping, yell that, scream that, but like they were trying to understand or cause when you get a kid, like you can't yell and whoop him, you know what I'm saying? Cause that is going to build up anger. It was more of like, all right, I needed to know if he's serious. Like, and then I think it was more of a shock too, like coming from Bubby or a lead that that's, that's goofy playing. Like he ain't finna shoot nobody. He ain't finna hurt nobody. Like. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was just more of a shock to him and my mom. Like, whoa, what's going on? But, uh, yeah, man, it was just, it was crazy. After all that, um, my stepdad, I think he gets locked up for like nine months or, or so like that. And when he had came home, like, me and my brother was in Chapel Oaks playing, and we was playing, uh, I think, Catch, just me and him. And just imagine a dramatic movie where where, like, a person comes in, and then, like, and then, like, the dramatic music in the background, the sad music in the background, and the slow motion run. Like, I could have sworn me and my brother had a slow motion run when we seen, our, seen my stepdad and his daddy. Like, and it was more of, like, I'm I am an emotional person like I am a sentimental person like so it was just like seeing my brother I knew I felt how happy he was and it made me happy like it was just like yo this is my brother daddy like he ain't seen him in nine months like you know what I'm saying and my stepdaddy was around a lot like he might have went missing or, or went gone for a little bit but he always came back with something like some type of food or you know groceries or something so like it wasn't like he wasn't around like, he was around enough for my brother to miss him, if that makes sense. So like we ran up to him, he had a fro beard, and we was like, yo, like we were just crying, and he started crying. So it was just like a dramatic cry. Like it was just like probably like two minutes long of just us crying in in the middle of a field in the middle of the day and it's hot outside. Like nobody in the field but us three. Like just imagine that. And then we just went back in the house, man. He was just, like, telling us, like, he went back, well, he went back to try to be a Christian. Like, he read the Bible a lot when he was in there. He was giving us verses from the Bible. And I believed him. I was just like, you know what, man? Like, everybody deserves a second chance. You know, no matter whatever you did, whatever you did before this, whatever you did to go in, like, it don't matter. Like, you know, I always believed in second chances. So I was just like, you know what? And you, my brother, daddy, like, the love he got for you, I'ma always share that because I love my brother so much. So, you know, we we thought talking about the Bible verses and stuff, but my sisters, on the other hand, I got three sisters. We all share the same daddy, but my brother don't. So imagine how my little brother grew up. Like, uh my, nobody messed with my stepdaddy on my on my mama's side. Like nobody liked him or my daddy's side. Nobody liked my stepdaddy. So it was just like my brother received a lot of that hatred like he didn't have a lot of love growing up so if, if you know marcus 
today, if anybody y'all, y'all know Marcus, he gets angry quick. Like, and, and psychology says the people that get quick to anger, quick to anything makes them upset is because they didn't receive a lot of love. So he didn't receive a lot of love and I knew he didn't. So I was trying my best to give him that love. Like I always took care of him. I always made sure I was by his side. Like, because I knew he didn't have a lot of people by his side because of his daddy, like solely on because whatever his daddy did, whatever, I don't know what it was, but it made everybody hate him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my sisters, they love him. My mama loved my little brother, but Outside of that, I can't speak for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak outside of that. But going into my stepdaddy, why I bring him up, and 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 it's because my my dad used to have these like we have a cookout every. It don't matter what holiday it was. It can be Labor Day. They they throwing they they doing cookouts or they 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 having a big gatherings and stuff. So. Uh, my sisters went over my my daddy house or my auntie house. I think they were they was at, and my stepdad is probably the most pettiest person you can put on the earth. I love the man to death, but he he can be petty. Like he he knew my sisters over there. He knew that my my daddy side of family didn't mess with him, but he always wanted to go over there and pick him up. Like he was like, I'm going to go pick him up, and solely because um when you a stepdad and you're taking care of somebody else's kids. It's like kind of like I guess in a way like disrespectful. Like I, th- I feel like he felt disrespected because you your kids love you so much, just and they only going over there on holidays. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm taking care of them, and all you doing is somebody else is cooking food for them, and then they over there just hanging out with you. You know what I'm saying? But when they go home, I'm I'm providing for them. So like, I don't know if that's what it was. I had to ask him, but. Yeah, but basically he um we went he went over there to pick my sisters up. I was still at home. I had a f- few buddies over, and my cousin is he's crazy. You know what I'm saying? He he could be a little high head, but he was drunk. And then my people hyped him up on my daddy's side. They hyped him up. And said, you know what? They figured out some some information that my stepdad did, and they was like, man, man, go kill him, go 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 kill him. So then. He got his gun, whatever gun he had, and he pointed at my stepdaddy, but my mom was in the car too. So my stepdaddy, like just off impulse, grabs a gun and moves the gun over and a shot go off. The shot goes off and hits the top of the Cadillac door. They had a little Cadillac. I wanna say, I don't wanna say too much. I don't really know much about Cadillacs, but it was a maroon Cadillac. So it was like a little bullet hole at the top of the door. So my mama, she speeds off, room, room, she out of there. So I'm at home, like, I don't know what's going on. At this time, we just in the, I'm in the bed. We, I had a big, I think a king-size bed, like all my friends would sleep on. Uh, I know it was, I want to say, my buddy Malcolm was over there, my brother was there, and it was somebody else. Because Malcolm was holding me back. Because once I got, my stepdaddy got home, he was like, he was mad. I'm like, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? My mom was crying. He was like, man, your cousin tried to, uh, Cousin tried to shoot shoot me and your, and your mom was in the car. So I'm thinking like they tried to shoot my stepdaddy, my my brother daddy. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, what's going on? And my mama crying. My mom was in the car, so I'm just furious. I'm punching the wall. My boy uh Michael was holding me back, like, man, Lee is cool, bro. Just just calm down. And my sisters come home. 
So then they like in a big argument, my stepdaddy and my sister like, yeah, they should have killed you. And I'm like, bro, kill, like, kill, like, why do we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, kill, like, no, nobody should be dead. Nobody like, and I'm like, my brother right there, he like, you know what I'm saying? They should have killed my daddy. Like, you know, like, y'all not thinking about me. So I'm like, man, there's too much going on, bro. Like, I'm just like, just overwhelmed. And I just told my brother, like, I ain't tell my brother, but I'm just like telling myself, like, man, this, this can't be, this can't be real. And then after that, my um, my sisters they ran away. They wanted to be there. I mean, who would want to be there if you told somebody to kill somebody and it didn't happen? And now you gotta go back to the home with the person that was supposed to be dead. So they they ran away and stayed with my cousins. And uh, my mom, my mom didn't like that. She was like, "No, y'all need to come home." So then, you know, she got a little, like, uh, they got on this contract where they couldn't leave the house after nine because they was underage. So then my grandma come over there, you know, they talking about what was going on and stuff. My sisters, they starting to grow up. They starting to hang out with boys. They starting to do what, what you know, six-year-old girls do, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm, I'm still, like, 11, 10 in time. They, like, 15, 16. So I'm just, like... Just seeing that was going on and my mom and my grandma get into it and to where my mama kicks her out. And like I said, like we grew up in my grandma's house. So imagine, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your, your mama kicking your grandma out where your grandma took care of your mama a lot. You know what I'm saying? Growing up and also with, with her five kids. So that alone was just like, oh, and I was like, it seemed like I was always in the middle. Like I'm, I was always at the right time when stuff was going on, like so where I could see what was going on. And um, yeah, my grandma was like, basically, I'm taking, taking the girls, and that's it. So my grandma got custody of my my youngest and my middle sister, my youngest older sister and my middle sister, my middle older sister, I should say. And my other, my older sister, she was already gone. She, I think she had a baby at that time. So she was kind of like on her own already. So going to, uh, after that. So now we, my stepdaddy was good with words. He like, man, you know what y'all, now your sister's gone. We can focus on y'all too. We can get y'all games. Woo-da-woo, we can get whatever y'all want. That didn't happen at all. So I would say like a year later, going to seventh grade year, over that summer, we got evicted from my apartment. Um, we were staying in a hotel. My mom was going to work from the hotel. And she was like, always bring back pizza. Uh, she had, we always had lunch meeting in a little hotel refrigerator. And we had our video game. That's all we had in a, a gray bin of clothes. You know, me and my brother shared. So just imagine you sitting at a hotel from 6 to 2.30, just waiting for your mama to come home with some food. You know what I'm saying? Like... We didn't go out nowhere. We didn't leave. Like we just, my mom would just go to work. Come on, like that, that's all she used to do. So one day I woke up like, and I, I don't know what told me to look at the look outside for the car. But I looked outside of the car. I'm like, mom. It was like I think late at night. Mom, I was like, mom, it's a, it's a brick in the window, and the, and the tires is gone. Somebody took the tires off the whip, everything. So then my mom was like. Calling my stepdaddy because she knew it had something to do with him. Because mind you, he's vanished. He's gone. Like, he's been gone for a grip. So she called him like, what's going on? Woo-woo. And then he was just like, you know what? And I'm hearing on the phone like, yeah, somebody looking for me. I'm in Indianapolis right now. I'm going to move y'all up when 
when I'm ready, when everything dies down and, and I get re when I get rehab. He was getting rehab there too, because I know he was I guess he was off some type of drugs. He was doing a lot of drugs. Whatever. So my mom's like, how I'ma get to work? Like yelling at the phone, how I'ma get to work? Like how I'ma provide for them. She's crying. So I'm just like furious, like, bro, like, I can't I can't do nothing to help my mama. Like, what what can I do to help you? Like help you out, mom. And then she just was just crying. We just was like, she giving her hugs and just trying to be there for me and my little brother. It was just me and him. And then from there, you know, they towed the car. My trophies was in there from football. Little league trophies was in there. They took all that stuff. And then we ended up moving in with my sister, my stepdaddy's sister. And she, um, in four ways. And she was just like, we were standing there. She, she told us the rules, like, we, we can be in the basement. It's a TV down there, couch, bathroom. Basically, we couldn't go upstairs, kind of. But I took the initiative to help my mama. Whatever she needed help, I knew she had to go to work, do whatever she had to do. So I was in in there cleaning, like, bathroom. I was, like, the, the personal janitor, like, custodian, whatever you want to call it. I was doing whatever they needed me to do so that they wouldn't say, yeah, y'all got to go. But eventually, everybody gets tired of, you know, having people in their house. So then we get kicked out of there. So from there, we move to New Haven. Um, New Haven is totally different from Fort Wayne. You know, that's like a, I want to say it's not even that, it's like the outskirts of Fort Wayne. So it's then it's New Haven. So we're in New Haven with my mom's friend, a white lady and her husband and her daughter. So we in there, I'm doing the same stuff, I'm cleaning another janitor like I'm, I'm making sure everything's done I'm asking them hey if anything y'all need me to do I do like they own personal slave like that, that that's like I'm, I'm 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 joking but I'm like dead serious like I was doing whatever they need me to do and we they got into uh, altercation to where her daughter did something with some boy down the street and we knew me and my brother knew and her mom was like furious like what happened we just like pleading the field like we don't know like I, 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 we ain't got nothing to do with it and they, her daddy knew, we knew what was going on because we, we all had one over there that night too. And uh, but we just played dumb. And then he was like, you know what, y'all gotta go. I'm tired of this. My daughter's been doing some other stuff since y'all got here, even though it had nothing to do with us. But you know how people be. Uh, they don't think their daughter do nothing wrong and stuff. So then we got kicked out and we moved into a motel probably down the road. And we was living there with no car. Um, not really a lot of food. Um, and then that was that, man, until my stepdaddy called us and was like, you know, come to Indy. But before that, we was we weren't even in. We, right now, at that moment, it's we're it's seventh grade. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. But we weren't even in school. School started in August. So we didn't actually go to school until November. I had so much catch up work to 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 catch up on when I got there. Like they was like, yo, where you been at, Lee? Like my friends, I, I, I don't even want to talk to nobody. Like, I, I was so quiet, like, so humble and, and, and overwhelmed. I was just like, man, I, I don't even want to, I, I can't speak to nobody. I can't even even think. I, I got to go back to the hotel after I leave this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and and seeing my friends see me get picked up at the bus stop by some dude, I don't even know. It's just like, I'm like, man, I, you know, because my, my mom, she had this guy that was helping us. Like, he was taking us to the bus stop and picking us, picking us up from the bus stop. So I'm just like, man. I'm just trying to keep my head down, you know what I'm saying? Just keep pushing, keep my keep my head right above water, just keep pushing. I ain't even trying to mess with nobody. 
I don't care what you got going on. I got too much going on myself, you know. But eventually, eventually my uh, stepdaddy was like, you know, I'm ready for y'all. And then we transitioned into seventh grade, Fort Wayne to seventh grade in Indianapolis. This is part one. Stay tuned for part two on Monday as Lee continues to share his story and how he transitioned from Fort Wayne to Indianapolis. Thank you.